Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. And we're going to talk more about the plan of God. We talked about it this morning, but... Uh, tonight, I, I, I want to talk about how the plan of God is fueled by prayer. It's fueled by prayer. And uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, the Lord let me know very early on in our ministry that there were three, uh, if you want to say prerequisites, three uh, necessary uh, items necessary ingredients and he said to me he said you have to be uh, you have to have first of all a uh, you have to be able to hear from God directly in your own spirit and then he said to me you have to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost and then he said you have to be a man of prayer and uh, I've taken those, those three things very seriously over the years. And uh, anything that you want to do for God, that I want to do for God, any part of the plan of God is fueled by prayer. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified Bible, it says, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recre- recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, For a purpose, for a reason, that we might do those good works which God predestined. All right, we talked about that word this morning, the prefix pre, beforehand. All right, Uh, destined. One of the meanings is fixed unalterably. All right, so these things are fixed in the mind of God. Planned beforehand for us, taking paths that he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now, here's, here's what I've learned. Everybody wants the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. And we should. We should desire it. But there's a moving into it. Anything that God promises, he's already prepared for. Amen. If God promised it, He's already prepared for it. Anything God asks us to do already has the backing of heaven's provision. It's already there. It already exists. It's already in the plan. Amen. If, if, you, if you budget your finances, if you plan for things. Before I left the, the house Friday morning, Michelle was asking me, she said, uh, are the envelopes for this ready? And are the, We use an envelope system. Are the envelopes for this ready and for this because I want to do this? Yep, they're ready. They're ready to go. Just whatever you need to get. Well, here's that's the plan. Right. See, the provision is there. If, if she comes to me and says, Philip, I plan to go Christmas shopping tomorrow. Right? And I go, uh, well, 
There's nothing in the envelope. See, there's no provision for her plan. But we got a plan. So there is provision. It's already in the plan. Whatever God promises, He's already prepared for. Anything God asks us to do already has the backing of heaven's provision. And so it's already in the plan. Brother Hagin made this statement. He said, but you see, moving into that place of ministry or whatever it is, whether it's full-time ministry or pulpit ministry or personal ministry or whatever your place is in the body of Christ, moving into that place, notice, is fueled by prayer. Fired by the Spirit and ignited with His glory. So moving into that place is fueled by prayer. Prayer is the fuel. Amen. When I'm praying out the plan of God, whatever it may be for my life, my ministry, the, the, the churches, the fellowship that God's given us the headship over, there has to be that moving into that place by prayer. All right? Prayer is not just something that's a Christian discipline. It's not just something that I do because, after all, I'm saved and I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I want to do. Prayer, by its base definition, is communication with God. It's communication with God. Well, how do I communicate with God? Well, how do you communicate with your spouse? How do you communicate with the people in your life? Right? How do I do that? That's how you talk to God. There was an Italian businessman one time that spoke a lot at the uh, uh, Full Gospel Businessmen's Associations. And uh, he wrote a book called, Hey God. And that's how his mother would pray when she was praying for him. She'd get on her knees and say, Hey God, come here. We got to talk. Right. Hallelujah. It's communication with God. The, the plan of God, nothing changes unless someone prays. Any ministry is fueled by prayer. Any department is fueled by prayer. Any endeavor is fueled by prayer. The most important thing is that you're praying. Not what you have, but what you're praying. Because what you're having can be changed by what you're praying. But if I'm not praying, nothing can change. Because God needs someone to pray. In, in whatever the, the endeavor is, whatever, whatever it is, God needs someone to pray. When, when uh, uh, God in, instructed us in, in October, of course, we're having the meeting with Brother Jesse. The first thing I started doing was, okay, we got to get the prayers together because it, that, that's the most important thing. You want a successful meeting, we got to be praying. Amen. I'm increasing the prayer times. You know, we, we generally pray on Monday night. I'm increasing the prayer times to Monday night. To Sunday night. What, why an increase in prayer? Because God has given our cities into our hands, but we got to birth them. Amen. Every, everything that God's doing has to be birthed. And prayer is the womb of the Spirit. Everything that God does comes from that, that, that gestation point, that genesis point of prayer. Look here in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 18. I'm going to read it to you from the Woos Bible for the sake of time so we don't read it twice. 
He says, through the instrumentality of every prayer and supplication for need, praying at every season by means of the Spirit. Now, notice, Paul calls prayer an instrument. The instrumentality of every prayer and supplication for need. Praying at every season by means of the Spirit. Well, that's not just praying in tongues. That's praying what the Spirit directs you to pray. Praying the way the Spirit directs you to pray. Hallelujah. Then he said, maintaining a constant alertness in the same with every kind of unremitting care and supplication for the saints. So as a believer in my prayer, my prayers help me to be alert to what's going on in the lives of my brothers and sisters. It helps me to be alert as to what's going on in the situation, in the circumstance. What you don't pray for and pray about, God can't speak to you about. What you don't pray about, you can't be alert or sensitive about because I've got to pray about it. When, when you start praying, when you get in the position and you start praying about the plan of God for your life, for instance, or the plan that God has you walking out, and you go to God and you say, now look, I, I see that the plan is planned beforehand. I see that these things are predestined that I should walk in. Now, I'm going to pray about this plan. And you start praying about the plan of God. God can start showing you things. Amen. And as God starts showing you things, you can pray more into it. Yes, All right? But it has to be prayed out. And he said, notice, and on behalf of me. In other words, when you pray for me, I want you to pray for me in order that there might be given me utterance in the opening of my mouth, in every fearless, confident freedom of speaking, to make known the mystery of the good news. So Paul needed prayer support so that he could minister the revelation that was in his spirit. You know, very often there will be people say, well, preachers need to pray. People need to pray for their preachers. Because utterance is greatly affected by the hearer. If, If I'm praying for my pastor, if I'm praying for my leaders, God can give them revelation, utterance, open things up to them, and they'll have the ability to speak it into my life. Hallelujah. That's so important. When, when my wife and I travel with our pastor, one of the first things we consider our responsibility is pray for him. Amen. I'm there to serve. I'm there to help. But I'm there to pray. I'm there to pray for him. What do you pray? That utterance would be given to him. We flew all this way. We're taking time out of our schedule. I mean him and and us. But I'm saying, we've come all this way. These people need to hear everything he's got to say. Amen. Praise God. Yes, sir. So we're praying that utterance would be given. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, uh, you know, a lot of people don't maybe know it or understand, but, you know, up into the, oh, my goodness, up up into the 70s, in, into the 70s, the early 70s, a big crowd for Kenneth Hagin was 250 people. Right. In, in the early 1970s, somebody asked him, they said, uh, they said, how is it 
that you went from being just like a, a local figure to, you know, kind of a national figure to an international figure in just these many years. And he said, well, if there's any secret I know, it's praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But here's the thing. He had several groups praying for him constantly. If you would have been on the Rama campus in the late 70s, early 80s, I mean, when, when if in, in, in that time frame, along those lines, uh, late 80s, early 90s, it was Kenneth Hagin's ministry was the largest charismatic ministry in the world. But he had several groups. There were several groups praying, praying for him all the time. Of course, the students were praying for him, but other people were praying for him. And mainly what they were praying was that he would stand more fully in the office God had called him to. Hallelujah. Any minister can stand more fully in the office they're called to with consistent prayer support. Amen. They can stand more fully in the office they're called to with consistent prayer, report, prayer support. So whoever's ministering, whoever's ministering behind the pulpit, I'm not just praying for them in the sense of, like a lot of people pray, well, Lord, bless them. Lord, I want them to stand fully in the office that you've called them to. Amen. Amen. There have been people that, that have been in the church in, in years gone by that brought a tremendous amount of prayer support. And when that person, they either moved away or something else happened and they left, it was noticeable in the spirit. It was noticeable that they weren't there. Not just because their presence was gone, that prayer support was gone. Noticeable. Amen. If, see, I want the minister in my church to stand fully in the office that they're called to. Amen. The, the office of the pastor, the office of the teacher, I want them standing fully in that office. All right? Well, how do I pray? I pray, Lord, I want you to give them utterance in the Holy Spirit so that they can, they can formulate they can, they can enunciate, they can speak the revelation that you have for them to get across to us in the name of Jesus. That's how you have to pray for your children's leaders. That's how you have to pray for your youth leaders. That's how you have to pray for every department. You're praying for the AV department that way. You're praying for the children's ministry, the youth ministry. Why? Because I want them to stand fully in that office. Amen. Because that's part of the plan. That's part of the plan. I talked today about, about the plan. And the first thing that, that, that God showed me, I said I was going to share some of these, that the, the, the first thing is that uh, I had to understand, I got to pursue the plan. I got to pursue the plan. All those years ago, when God started talking to me, he was talking to me about pastoring, and I was an associate pastor. And I didn't say anything to anybody because I'm praying it out. What you're praying out, don't take the time to talk to everybody else about. You're praying it out. You don't know what you need to know. You're praying it out. Amen. Amen. That's important. 
And so I, 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 of course, I talked with my wife, and I said, this is what I think that God wants us to do. But I, I set aside time just to pray, just, just get up early and pray, stay up late and pray. It's praying out the plan. If the plan is important, prayer will be at the core of it. Because that, that, that's, that's, that's what I have to press into. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and it became something that it was just, this is, this is what we're praying out. Right? I would, I would be in the living room praying. I didn't have anywhere else to go at the time. Uh, I would stay up late at night in the basement in the office we had set up there. But the point is, I would go in that living room, and I would just get on my knees before God, and I would just start. And I'd say, now, Father... I'm here to talk to you about what you want us to do. And I would tell him, now, the only thing that's important to me is what you want. And so I'm going to pray that out in the name of Jesus. I know you've called me. You've called me from my mother's womb. There's a call of God on my life. But, Lord, it's not just to preach. It's not, it's, it's not just to share the things from the Word of God. Lord, you have a gift in my life. You have a direction for me to go. And so I pray that out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I prayed about it in tongues. But, but I prayed about it out of my own understanding. Amen. See, what a lot of people do, what they call praying in tongues is just a cop-out. They don't want to use their own mental ability to pray. And so there's things that God can't bring to them to pray out because they just get down and begin to machine gun in tongues. Well, you need to pray in tongues. The Bible says pray much in other tongues. But here's, here's the point. I need to go to God and give something out there to pray about in the Holy Ghost. This is what I'm praying about. What's your plan for my life? What's your plan for this ministry? What's your plan for this department? I'm in the vision. I'm in the parameters of the vision. We're building faith and framing worlds. But Lord, how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to approach this? Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? And that became the driving force. What do you want for me to do? Because I'll do whatever you want. And I told you this morning, I I tell God that all the time. I was driving down the road, uh, driving down 49 Highway, coming this way over the weekend. And I just told the Lord again, Lord, I will drive this highway for the rest of my life if that's what you want me to do. But, Father, I'm praying some things out in the name of Jesus. I know this is the direction you want us to go, and so I'm praying this out. And, Lord, I'm not praying it out just so it'll be easier on me. I'll do this for the rest of my life. You know I'll do this for the rest of my life, but it, this is the plan. Right. You understand? I see the plan. Now i got to pray into it. It takes time. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. It, it takes time. So you got to pursue the plan. you got to set aside time to think about the plan. Amen. you got to set aside. What's, what's the plan for my life? What's the plan for the ministry? What, what's, what's the plan? There's nothing more that, better that you can do where the plan of God for your life is, con, is concerned than to just give yourself to it. This, this is the plan that you have for my life. Amen. Oh, glory to God. A pastor is inclined to teach. 
And that gift will function stronger as the prayer support for the pastor's increase. Amen. Whoever's teaching. We have, we have ministers in our church that have a, a, a teaching gift in their life. If I know they're preaching or if I don't know they're preaching and teaching, it doesn't matter. If I show up and they're teaching and I didn't know it. See, it doesn't matter because I've already prayed. I've already brought my prayer support to whoever's teaching. Amen. Father, I thank you that the speaker tonight will be endued with revelation power. Father, that I will hear answers from heaven. Lord, that they will be able to go completely down that road of revelation that you desire for them to speak into our lives. That's the responsibility of a member of a church. Is that that I'm praying that out? Amen? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. You know, there's a lady... I won't mention her name. If you search, you could find out who I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm not going to mention it just for the sake of not mentioning it. But uh, she would be praying, and she would start getting an outline of a sermon. And she went to the Lord, and she said, No, Lord, in tears, I don't want to preach. I don't want to preach. Well, the Lord let her know that wasn't for her. The first meeting that she sat in with Brother Hagin, he started preaching point by point, and it was the outline God had given her. She prayed it out. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? God gave her that, and she prayed it out, and God revealed it to Brother Hagin. That didn't happen just once. That happened over and over and over and over and over again. That woman provided so much prayer support to his ministry. There was, there was a man and his wife that, that, that provided tremendous prayer support for his ministry. And you know, when those people passed away, Brother Hagin asked another man and his wife to move. They had moved out of state if they would move back just to pray for him. Because he felt a dip. Because that prayer support was gone. Right. Amen. So important. Hallelujah. It's so important. Glory to God. Because what happens when you get into that place in prayer, God can bring you to a place where you see it in the realm of prayer. And to to walk in it, you got to see it. And you're going to see it in prayer first. I'm concerned that people don't know how to pray things out. And, 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 and I'll tell you why. It's, it's because so many people grab a hold of the fact that we'll have what we say and they abandon the fundamentals because they'll have what they say. Well, I said it, I have it. You've got to pray it out. Even if you said it, you've got to pray it out. Amen. You've got to pray it out. Hallelujah. I don't, I, don't care, I don't care what it is. You've got to pray it out. Because, because God can, if, if you're not praying, there, there's nothing for God to lead you into. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So God can bring us to a place where we see it in the realms of prayer. And when that happens, it gives you more desire to pray for it because you're starting to see it. Amen. You're starting to see it. There's something my wife and I are praying out. And he showed her the thing twice and showed me once. So I know it's there. 
It's just praying into it. Amen. It's just praying into it. Look at Colossians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 4 and uh, verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds, that I might make it manifest as I ought to speak. The Passion Translation says, Please pray for me that God will open a door of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ for whose sake I'm in prison. Pray, notice this, that I would unfold and reveal this fully this mystery well, that's my delightful assignment. Pray that I would unfold and reveal this fully, this mystery. So through prayer, Paul would be able to preach the revelation he'd been given to minister, and he would be able to unfold and fully reveal the mystery that his, was his assignment. Amen. And notice what he said, pray for me. Pray for me. Prayer is fuel for revelation. The more prayer backing there is, the greater flow of revelation there is. Hallelujah. My pastor made the statement one time. He said, prayer is the undergirding or the oil that keeps plan and planner going in the right direction. Prayer is the undergirding or the oil that keeps plan and planner going in the right direction. So I have the plan. Ephesians 2.10. I have a plan. I'm the planner. Prayer is the, is the lubrication. Prayer is the undergirding that keeps it going right. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and you're constantly checking up on these things in prayer. Okay, Lord, this is what I plan to do. This, I know this is what you want us to do. This is what I plan to do. And then you pray it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord said to me, I can do more through 30 minutes of heartfelt prayer than you can do with weeks of preparation. Right. And he can. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes it takes more than 30 minutes. Most times it takes more than 30 minutes. But I've got to give birth to whatever God wants to do in the earth. Amen. In my family, I've got to give birth to that. I understood years ago, I'm the prayer hub for my family. Husbands, don't you leave that responsibility to your wife. Amen. That's irresponsible. Well, my wife's the prayer in my family. Why? You're the head. Yes, sir. Thank you for that one lone amen. Amen. I'm the head. I should be taking the lead in everything. Amen. Yes, sir. Moving right along. <laughs> but, but what was I saying? I learned I was the prayer hub. Because every, everything is going to, right? You got to understand this. And Lord, Marie, you defend me. But <laughs> hallelujah. 
if the man is the head of the home, who you reckon God's going to try to talk to first? So who ought to be leading the charge in prayer? The one God's going to talk to first. Now, all of you guys in here, you're like me. You've got spiritual wives. But I don't leave hearing God up to my wife. That's up to me. We need to be hearing together. Amen. Talking out what God's saying. What is God talking to you about? I'll ask her regularly, what's God speaking to you? What's God saying to you? She'll ask me, what's God saying to you? Because because it's not something where we try to get down and pray right shoulder by shoulder and hear what God's saying to each other. No, we've both got our, our prayer times, but here's the issue. I understood I'm the prayer hub. I'm where it starts. And when God starts talking to my family about something, or there's a decision that needs to be made, I need to shoulder the burden and pray it out. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's so important. Say it out loud. Ladies, you don't have to say this. Say, I'm the husband. I'm the husband. I need to pray it out. I need to pray it out. Amen. Amen. That's important. I say that's important. So we got to give birth to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in the earth. So there's things that he wants to do. I've got to birth it. And we talked about how prayer is the womb of the Spirit. That, that's, where, that's, where, that's, where, that's where that, that life begins. And I, then I have to pray it out. Amen. It's not I need to pray about that. I need to pray that out. I need to pray that out. If somebody that's very spiritual tells you they're praying about something, they're doing the best thing they can be doing. I know that's kind of become a byword in the church for I'm doing nothing. Well, brother, what do you think about that? Well, I'm praying about it. That means I'm really not doing nothing. Right. Not, not for you, but for a lot of people. Church down the road. Not you. I mean, really, not you. But if you say you're praying about it, you should be praying about it. Amen. You should be praying it out. Amen. Because God's going to give you answers. When uh, I remember uh, when we hadn't been pastoring here very long, prayer, when you're praying things out, you always get out ahead of things. God never designed us to be behind the situation. Amen. Now, I'm going to let you in on a secret to how I think spiritually, so, so hold on. If I see somebody and things are always not going right, here's what comes up to me. They're not praying about it. Because if you're praying it out, things aren't going to go wrong that often. You're not going to make that many mistakes. Right? Right? I'm not looking at anybody. I don't know anything that's going on. I'm just saying. I've come to that understanding. If I'm praying it out, things are not going to go that wrong that often. Because God gets me out ahead 
of those circumstances. Right? God, in prayer, you can foresee potential problems and avoid them. God can speak to you. I've had God speak to me about people and say, that person is going to do this. Well, what did that enable me to do? To formulate a plan to counter what they were going to do. Or just not be there. What's the best way not to get hit? Don't be in the road. Right? Amen. So, so we, we hadn't been ministering, pastoring here very long. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was the pastor, but at that time, I could have been voted out real easily. That's how, how it was ran. And uh, I didn't know. This is so important. I didn't know that there was a, a contingent that was getting a group up to vote me out. I didn't know that. But I'm praying. I'm praying it out. I'm, I'm right? Because I, I, I didn't just, I wasn't mad at people. I kept going to the Lord. Lord, there's something that's trying to stop the move of God in this church. Father, I can call it religion, but Lord, it's deeper than that. I, I, give me the answer. Lord, what's the root of this situation? And then I just go to prayer. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just pray about it in passing. I, I would, it was earnest, heartfelt prayer. It was all night prayer. It was staying up till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning saying, Lord, there's something that, that is trying to stop what you want to do. I need to see it so we can fix it. Amen. And one night I was praying, and, and early in the morning, either late at night or early in the morning, one, I forget, and, and I, just, I just, a vision just opened up to me. And I saw this certainly. Now, both these ladies are, are passed away now. And I believe they're in heaven. I believe they are. Uh, one of them was laying in her bed. And I saw her get up out of her bed and go to the phone and pick up the phone and call this other lady and said to this other lady, we're getting up a group. We're going to vote him out. Well, this woman that got up out of her bed was the wife of a board member. You say, what'd you do? The next day, I called him up. I said, brother, I need to talk to you. Now, you can't just go to people that don't believe nothing anyway. Right? right? I mean, this guy was famous for believing nothing. You can't just go to somebody that doesn't believe anything and say, I saw a vision, and the Lord said. Amen. So I said, brother, I have it on good authority. That your wife is gossiping. Amen. Well, he didn't like it. Now, I'm not saying that for any other reason. Here, here's what I said. I said, according to the scripture, you're a deacon. And the Bible says the deacon has to have his home in order. Amen. And your home isn't in order. Because your wife's gossiping. I said, now, brother, I expect you to fix it. Well, he got mad. Well, are you following me out? About two days later, now, I'll, I'll use this woman's name because y'all know her. Y'all know Miss Virginia. She contacted us somehow. This lady had called her. We're going to get him out. Then another lady called. 
They had called her. And another one called, and they had called her. Now watch, I'm praying this out the whole time. Okay, Lord, now I see this issue. Now what, help me fix it. Because we don't need any problems in our church. Amen. Right? So what I do, called those three in, had them in the office, called him in. Brother, I need to talk to you again. He came in, and here's all these three people. I said, okay, I went down the line. Did they call you? Did she call you? Did she call you? Yes, she did. All these people, most of them are passed away. So, But did they call? Yes, they called. Okay, brother, this is the second time I'm bringing this to you. You didn't stop this. Well, what's your problem with my wife? And I looked at him and said, she's a liar. That's my problem. Amen. She's gossiping, trying to break up the church, and lying about it. I said, now I'm telling you for the final time, you fix this. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm being very good about this. I keep praying it out. I keep praying it out. And the Lord gave, the Lord gave me a process to fix it. Because he won't fix it. He's got to go. Amen. And in praying out, the Lord said, here's what you do. You call a board meeting. You present the facts. And he said, I'll take care of the rest. You were in that board meeting. I called the board meeting. I said, this is what the scripture says. I took him to the book of Matthew. I said, I have went to this brother three times and tried to work this out. And his wife continues to gossip. And I said, I'm telling you in front of this board that you, you are no longer fit to serve on this board because you won't stop the lies and the gossip that's coming from your spouse. And I said, now I put it up for a vote, and, and we voted that he's got to go off the board. It went right down the line. I mean right down the line. Yay, 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 yay. And what did the one person say? They, yeah, opted out. I had one guy on the board. He said, I don't know why I said yes. I intended to say no. I know why you did. Because we would prayed it out. You know, that went so smooth. You know, those people came. <laughs> they sat right there on that row, front row of the church on a Wednesday night. And I stood up in front of everybody and said, they're no longer members of our church. Amen. You know, they kept coming for three weeks. <laughs> but, but it was already taken care of in prayer. They, they couldn't hurt anything, but notice we got out ahead of the situation. They never had a chance to call a vote because they weren't here to vote. You understand? Amen. So what if you're praying about the plan of God on your job and God gets you out ahead of circumstances? Amen. And what affects everybody else doesn't affect you. Because you're out ahead of it. Yes, sir. Amen. Because you prayed it out. Praise Amen. Amen. Isn't that great? Yes. That's true for our churches, our fellowship. Look, look, look at uh, James chapter 5. I'm not going to take a long time tonight. That's not the point of, of my message. When... Uh, Back in, uh, I think it was 2001, 2001, Pastor Michelle and I were in Birmingham, Alabama, 
and uh, we were at a conference there with Pastor Scott Webb, and uh, uh, we just, uh, Friday morning, we just got up and just really felt strong to pray for our family. Uh, all of our, our kids were here. They were uh, uh, teenagers, preteens, and Angela was, was smaller then. But we, we just got up and we just started praying. We just started praying it out. And, and we prayed in English. We prayed what we knew in English, and we didn't know what was going on, but we knew something was going on. And so we just prayed it out in English, and we just started praying in the Holy Ghost. And somewhere about mid-afternoon, we got a release. We got a note of victory, and uh, we just began to praise God for it and thank God for it. Well, the long and short of it is our oldest daughter was in a car accident that evening. But her and all the girls with her were protected. Well, why? That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what God was getting us out ahead of. So before that asphalt truck ever hit them, there was something that was there to protect them. It destroyed the car. It demolished the car. The people that went there and got them out said they didn't understand how somebody wasn't seriously hurt or dead. But the worst thing was a knot on the head and stitches in the knee. Well, how'd that happen? Before that truck ever hit them, something, our prayers were out ahead of it. Amen. Amen. What's the Bible say about the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman? Makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. When my oldest grandchild, my oldest grandson was born, he was born with a lot of physical problems. I didn't know it. I was, I was ministering in the prison. I, I left, you know, uh, uh, I could get out there and back in a couple hours, and, you know, labor hadn't even started yet. So, you know, the understanding is I'm going to be back, you know, before the baby's born or shortly thereafter. Well, I hadn't left. I was, on, I was gone maybe 30 minutes, and they couldn't get a hold of me. I was in the prison ministering, and, and here he come. He was, he was premature, six you know, born at six months, almost seven months. So very premature, three months premature. And uh, I had a lot of issues, a lot of problems. Well, I got back in the car, and my wife had texted me and, and told me what the problems were. Well, I immediately started praying it out. Now, Lord, Lord, number one, this is the seed of the righteous. And the seed of the righteous can't be devoured. This is my child. This is my grandchild. Right? And I know what the doctor's saying. But Father, I thank you that we'll have wisdom, knowledge, understanding, comprehension. Lord, I call him whole in Jesus' name. I prayed it out in English. I prayed what I knew. Then I just started praying in tongues. About halfway there, three quarters of the way there, I just got a note of victory. I just knew we got this. That's what kept coming up in my spirit. We got this. See, there are people in your life that very often they can't stand on their own spiritual feet. But because they give you permission, you can help them. Amen. Amen. Yes. yes. You understand? See, my son and, his, and my daughter-in-law had come to our house some number of weeks before and told us what the doctors had said about the baby and told us about this condition. Well, immediately we were on it. Now, see, they asked us to pray. Now, we got permission to speak into that situation. Amen. Amen. I, I got there, and, 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 you know, obviously it's a trying time. My son and daughter-in-law were coming back from 
uh, uh, seeing the baby, and, and of course she was crying, and, and he was distraught, understandably so, and every, we prayed, we all prayed, and, and then we were all leaving, and as I walked out the door, I just turned to her and looked at her, and I said, Becca, you may not understand this, but I'm telling you, we got this. We got this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everything they said should have happened didn't happen. Every surgery they said he was going to need, he ended up not needing. Now think about this. What's the perfect plan of God for his life? Is the perfect plan open heart surgery at just a few months old? No, that's not the perfect plan of God. What's the perfect plan of God? A perfectly functioning heart. Is that right? right. His last visit to the doctor, they said, he'll never need surgery. Amen. Now, now, what I'm trying to say, you can get out ahead of that because you know the plan. This is the plan. That's what's so dangerous about thinking maybe God had something to do with it. You can't, you can't pray away what God had something to do with. If God gave you that heart condition, I'm not laying hands on you. I don't want to get you out of God's will. Well, we know God didn't. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Amen. And, and it's, it's just that way you determine the plan and pray it out. This is the plan and pray it out. Hallelujah. Okay, Lord, I'll say that. Is it God's will that children be raised in a godly home? Yes. Then you pray that way. You don't pray with animosity, but you pray that that's what happened. Those kids come and live with me. Because this is the godly home. Well, I don't want anybody to be hurt. Yeah, especially your kids. Amen. Pray it out. Don't don't just let them. Oh, Lord, I'm going to get in trouble if I go there. Don't just let your. Listen. You, you can't expect your kids to not be influenced by the world, and you're letting them stay the night with bad butch. Yes, Amen. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. you got to pray about all the friends. Yes. you got to pray about their families. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Do, do you understand? There are people that will come over for Lily's birthday parties, and they'll, and they'll come in, and I'm like, hmm, I know they're good people. We're not going to make that a relationship. Amen. Amen. But boy, there's this one little girl, Lily's best friend. Oh, she's of God. I'm telling you. I know it. I get around her parents. And I'm like, oh, they're godly people. Amen. Amen. See, God has a plan for her life. Amen. If, if I'm not doing my part praying it out, the enemy can get in there and sabotage her with wrong relationships. Right? We started praying when she was one year old. One year old. Father, we thank you that when the time is right, the right man will come along to be her husband. And he will love her as Christ loves the church. And he will give himself for her. At two years old, I'm telling you, her, this is what you look for in a man. You look for a guy that's in church. You look for a guy that's praising God. You look for someone that loves the Lord. See, we're praying that out. Amen. This is not home and family living, but we're praying that out. 
you, we, we can't gamble with our kids. Especially in the day and age we live in. Amen. That's so important. I'll t- I talk to her about it all the time. How many kids you want to have? How many babies you want to have? And it went from one to twins. And I'm going to live right across the street from you. So you can watch the baby. Oh, and daddy, you can mow my yard. Well, what's your husband going to do? Well, he's going to be playing with me. Okay, all right. I can can handle that. Amen. Now, now, I'm I'm not just saying that. I'm saying I pray about it, but then I talk about it. Pray about it. Talk about it. You You need to pray out. What, what you're, you want your children hearing from God. Yeah. Lord, I'm, I'm praying that my child has an attentive ear. I'm, I'm praying that they're open to the things of God. And then you pray it out. And then God can begin to show you things that's stopping that. Amen. Amen. A lot of these things I've learned by trial and error. A lot of these things I've learned by mistakes. Amen. Right? Well, I took them to church. That, that's not the issue. Amen. Right? See, I grew up a PK. Y'all know what a PK is? Preacher's kid? Yeah. And you know what the thing was about preacher's kids? Oh, they're the worst. That's what they would always say. They're the worst. No, so first of all, you got those words against you. Well, well why, but why really were preacher's kids the worst? Because they were led to believe that because they were a preacher kid, preacher's kid, they were somehow more spiritual. Because I live with a pastor. Right. Well, that's like saying signing your name on a barn door and wiggling a donkey's tail makes you a mule. It doesn't. You're all hat and no cattle. No, even if they're a preacher's kid, I got to be praying out the plan. Bring them to church, but pray out the plan. Bring them to church. Pray about who do they need to be involved with. Do they need to be involved in this thing? Don't just go get them involved in something because that's what everybody else is doing. Do they need to be there? Amen. Well, you don't pray about everything. You don't. Why wouldn't you? Well, I'm going to sign him up for this. Did you pray about it? Well, I mean, what? I don't need to pray about it. It's going to be fun. Did you pray about it? Do they need to be involved in it? Amen. Listen, I'm all about fun. I am hashtag girl dad. You understand? I know all the Frozen songs. Just bring one up. We'll let it go. We'll go into the unknown. Amen. Some things never change, like the feel of your hand in mine. Some things never change, like how we get along just fine. Amen. Snow is cold on the mountain tonight. I mean, that's my counseling song. Let it go. 
But my point is, I, I got to hurry. Y'all have got me all the way off my point. Somebody's pulling on this. I'm, I'm telling you. But, but you pray about it. My, my, my child goes to swim lessons. She's going to do cheer camp. We're looking at dance classes. All of these things. But is this something that they need to be involved with? Why? Because there's a plan. And the enemy will try to sabotage the plan. Right. Amen. If if you got girls, you understand? Not only do I need to be praying about the boys that come into their life, I need to be praying about the girls that come into their life. I I, want to make those right because bad friendships can influence them to bad relationships. I got to pray about it. I got to pray it out. If God's told you your child has a call on their life, you've got to pray it out. They're not going to walk in it just because they have it. I, ho- I hope I'm not boring you with that. No. No, sir. That's, so, that's so important. So you want them under the influence of the Word. And if your house is where they're going to get it, that's where you want them. And you can be kind, and you can be loving, and you can be gracious. But those are your children. Amen. Those are your grandchildren. Yes, sir. Not going to play games with that. No, sir. Mm. Hallelujah. James 5, did you find it? I'm almost done. Going to get you out of here a little early. It was going to be a little more early, but I got preaching. James 5.17, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly. Notice, he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. It rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. So he prayed, and things changed. Right? Our cities are in our hands. We have to birth it. And, and we birth it through prayer. We birth it through intercession. The things that God wants in your life, you, you birth it through prayer. Father, I'm, I'm, we talked about children. I'm praying for my child. Father, this thing doesn't seem to be moving. I'm, I'm entering into prayer about this. And, and then you go to God with his word. Great will be the peace of my children. Thank you, Lord, that my children are saved. Thank you, Lord, that my children are taught of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that great is the peace of my children. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what contends with them, you will contend with that enemy and you'll save my children. And and you're going to God with the word because you're birthing something in their life. If it's not moving, pray it out. And and it'll move. Amen. People have to learn to pray so the wave, the wave of what God is doing is not lost. What God has began in your life, you've got you've to add this layer of prayer to it. And, and then you'll begin to see things moving on another level. Hallelujah. You don't want to just go to your prayer time and just make confessions. That's part of it. But you, the, 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 the Bible says that when God called Nehemiah to go repair the walls, it says he set his face to pray. And he prayed and he repented. And, and you may not need to repent. But he prayed earnestly that these things would change. 
if for anybody to stand in all that they're supposed to stand in, there has to be that prayer support behind that so that there can be a full manifestation of what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. And I believe that, I mean, we're on the right track for everything that God wants us to do. But what we, what we will see moving forward is an increase in the, in the prayer pressure, an increase in the prayer covering, because that, that is what is so important moving forward. Amen.